Hi, welcome back to Adventures in Bad Parenting and Other Weird Stories. This is Episode 3, Adventures with Terrible Pets. If you're a father or a mother and you have kids, whether you like animals or not, eventually some of them are going to find their way into your home, either like in your kids' backpacks or your kids will have a birthday and insist they want some horrible creature and it's going to come and live in your house and that's just what you're going to have to deal with. So our first animal we had after having children was a cat and I just remember it was terrible. Like it was an awful, awful, mean, angry animal that my wife got from some other lady on base where we were living in Germany. It, it, would scratch and bite and we had a little boy who wasn't always careful so I didn't want it anywhere near the little boy. The other thing about that terrible cat was that it loved tear gas. I got sent to this field training exercise where they tear gassed us and that crap's bad. Like there's a reason why they use it to disperse crowds of people. I think of it like gargling vinegar with pepperoncini in it. If you've ever been tear gas, chances are if you ever get like just a whiff of it again, you remember right away like, oh crap, that's tear gas. So I went back to the house after all this and I put my uniform in the laundry, but the bag that holds your gas mask it's this canvas deal with like lots of hooks and stuff and I didn't want to throw it in the regular wash and I just set it down somewhere with the gas mask still in it I come out of the shower though and the cat had found that bag that the gas mask had been in and she loved it she was so excited about that tear gas drenched bag that she was like rubbing her face on it and like rubbing her whole body on it and then I think she laid on the bag and watched tv for a while So she was just weird and had a lot of problems. And then we got orders to go to a different part of Germany. And while my boy and my wife went back to the States to visit people for a while, I did the move and I drove with that stupid cat, like, I don't know how many hours across Germany. And it was mad that it was in the car and it wedged itself between the windshield and the dashboard and meowed and was just mad the whole time. So when we get there, you know, I, I, don't remember how I got the cat into the house. I know the garage was detached, but I wanted her to get in the house. I think it was a girl and be happy. Um, so I, I got its food and its litter box going and right away it went outside. It, it, the screen door was all messed up and it would go out and, uh, it brought back a boyfriend, this big old tomcat. I think it was a boy. Again, I didn't care that much, but the boyfriend would come into our house and eat our food well, like the cat's food and use the litter box. It was like having a teenage daughter where this like big, you know, doofus comes to your house and eats your food and uses your toilet. And you don't really want either of them there. But uh, eventually that cat disappeared with her boyfriend. She ran off with him and I I never saw her again. And I never cried too much about it again because I just didn't want her to hurt my son. And that was probably a bad time in her life to have uh, a cat. Here's chapter two of Terrible Pets. When I was a kid, I was in fourth grade, and I think there was a girl named Rochelle, and she had a gerbil or a hamster or one of those like little creatures, and she brought it for show and tell. And I remember she put it in a ball, one of those plastic balls, and it ran around, you know, between our feet and stuff, between the desks. And I was like, that is cool. Like I wanted one so bad, and my dad was really anti-pets anyway, um, so I never got one. But like all good fathers. When the time came for my kids to be gerbil-aged, believe me, you know, I was going to live my childhood through my children. I don't remember what the kids wanted for their birthday, but I said, you should get a gerbil. You want a gerbil. You need a gerbil. So sure enough, our daughter got a gerbil. I think she named it Jerby. 
and it was fun until like the last piece of cake was eaten. Like, uh, I didn't anticipate how unfun a gerbil is, you know, because if you have a dog, you can go running with it and, uh, it'll bark if someone comes around. And if you have cats, they can sit on your lap and watch TV. We have chickens and even those creatures at least make eggs. You know, a gerbil is a crap pet. Like it's, you've basically invited a rodent to sit and pee and poop all over in a big box in your house. I mean, people pay lots of money to have rodents exterminated and you just paid good money to invite one into your home. And that became apparent. So my wife and I were like, well, it'll die soon. And we're like, yeah, yeah, it'll die. Don't, don't tell. Eventually it'll just die. And this was a mistake. And my wife pointed that out, you know, that this was a mistake. And I was like, yeah, no, I, I, I hear what you're saying. But, um, <laughs> It did die. Somehow, our St. Bernard got into our daughter's room and knocked over the gerbil cage and, like, tried to swallow or suck on one of the gerbils. I say swallow or suck on, not eat, because it was still there. Like, it was bloodied and, and like, all gross and slobbery, but it, it was there um, still and very dead. And the kids were all traumatized, and instead of being like, score, the, the gerbil's dead, and we don't have to worry. My wife is like, you need to get her another one. She's going to be sad. I'm like, no, we, we talked about this, but... Anyway, I'm at Flipping Petco with a box, and it has a dead gerbil in it, and I, like, take it to them, and I'm like, hey, guys, uh, I heard if the gerbil dies, we get one for free, and they're like, yeah, and I'm like, okay, and I shook the box, and I was like, yeah, there's a dead gerbil in here, can I get another one? And they were like, sure, which apparently, this, this was going better than I thought, customer service isn't what it used to be, but this is going well. So they take me back to the gerbils and all they had now were those red-eyed gerbils. Like they're white with beady, creepy red eyes and the daughter didn't want one and I didn't want one. And I was like, well, so what's the deal? Could we wait till you get a new shipment in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to get more gerbils on Wednesday or Thursday. And I was like, that's great. Um, and I shook the box with the gerbil in it and I'm like, so do I need to just bring this back? I can put them in the freezer for a while. And they were like, no, no, we're going to remember you, which... I don't know what they meant by that. But anyway, I went back to the car with my daughter and the dead gerbil. And our our St. Bernard was in the back of the car. And then we went somewhere else and I put the gerbil in its box inside of the glove box. I'm like, no, you're being silly. But sure enough, when we came back out of that other store, the dog, the St. Bernard had made it from the back of the Subaru over the back seat and was sitting in the front passenger seat sniffing and licking the glove box like it wanted that gerbil so apparently that saint bernard really really remembered that gerbil and sure enough we bought another gerbil and then i come home one day and there are two gerbils in the cage and i'm like what what, what's this and my wife was like well the other one seemed lonely so she bought a rat another rat and uh so we, we had two of those awful crapping peeing smelly things that were not fun at all so that's that's what happened there the third terrible pet story was my daughter really wanted a cat. I think this is sometime after we got the gerbils. Apparently, we wanted to make their environment more dangerous. I don't know. But uh, she wanted a cat and wanted a cat, and we talked about it, and we were mostly on board. And then my little girl had to have uh, – she kept getting UTIs. And so they had to do a kind of an invasive, kind of painful procedure to see what it, what was going on. So we had her at the children's hospital – And she had to lay very still for this procedure. And she wasn't like she was freaking out and hurt. And she was like kicking and rocking. And uh, if you remember the podcast about poop, it was like that. Like there was urine flying onto the surgical text or whatever they were. And I told her, look, if you calm down, 
we will buy you a cat, but you have to hold still and let them do their job. And it worked right away. And I was like, I'm a good parent. You know, we're going to figure out why she has these UTIs. She's holding still. Things are going well. My wife wasn't happy. That was that was not the right thing to say. In fact, you can ask my wife. This is true. I'm not allowed to go to any more medical procedures where our children are involved because she's worried I'll blurt out things like, you can have a cat. You can have, you know, a Jaguar. We'll buy you an F-16. Like, so I'm not allowed to go around the kids when they're having painful medical stuff done anymore. So we're driving back from the hospital and we pull over and uh, at the Humane Society, and they start looking at cats. And I didn't know anything about buying cats. I thought, you know, they're like 20 bucks. No one wants them around. No, no, no. They they dragged us into a little room after my daughter picked out a cat. And they were like, yeah, this cat, you have to swear, you know, on your children's grave that you're going to take care of this cat and you're going to love it and like it. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And you have to, you have to, be there for this cat and it was feral part of its ears clipped off because it was feral and it's a little you have to love it and i was like uh-huh and if you don't have it to a vet in 30 in i think 72 hours after being here you know bad things will happen to you they have no way to enforce it but they were like saying that and i'm kind of like well you have a vet here why can't it just talk to the vet here but anyway we put it in a box and I, it's been a long day of urine and screaming and doctors and now a cat and I start driving back up to our town and there's a gun store and I pulled over and I walked in and it was the best gun store in the world. Like it is like my church and my temple. Like I just walked around by myself, the cat, the kid, the wife were in the car and I looked at all the guns and I touched all the guns and talked to them and they told me it was going to be okay that I'd spent $125 halfway to a cheap gun Halfway, man, three quarters of the way to a nice gun on on a cat. And uh, so that was that was the cat story there. Ironically, I love that cat now. And that cat now has a, a boyfriend that we got for it. And that cat is awesome. Like he just comes and he plays video games with me. And that's all I really want in a relationship with an animal or a person is someone that will just quietly watch a movie with me or play a video game. Other pet stories... So even before we had kids, we were obsessed with petting zoos, which I know is weird because I don't sound like I like animals, but I love petting zoos, I think, because it's like people take care of them and you just get a pet and talk to them. On the way to Rapid City, South Dakota is a giant petting farm, petting zoo called, uh, I think it's called Old McDonald's Farm. It's awesome. I love that. It's actually very expensive to get in, but they have goats and chickens and the goats have a, a rope bridge that they can like climb on. And it is a fantastic place. And my wife took a bunch of pictures of me petting the, the animals and being their friends. And then years later, when I joined the army, you were allowed to receive photographs in the mail, but the drill sergeants had to go through them. I guess you weren't supposed to have porn or whatever. I don't know. So people had normal pictures in their envelopes and the drill sergeants would just look at it and be like, okay. And it was usually in front of the platoon. Like the platoon would just be sitting there and they'd just like go through your mail and make sure you didn't have contraband. So most people had pictures of their family or their kids. When it came my turn, they started going through my mail and there was pictures of me petting all these animals. And they looked at it and like got all weirded out and they're like, okay, you just take that. I don't know what kind of weird crap you're into, weirdo. But so that, that, was, that was fun. All right, and here's the final story. We took my kids to hang out with my, my parents, their grandparents on the other side of the state. Uh, we all live in Wyoming. And, uh, but I didn't grow up in Wyoming. Like, we have roots here, but I didn't, like, grow up here. So there's a lot of cultural things I still am kind of new to, more or less. And because, you know, we're with the kids locked down in my parents' house, 
my natural re- response was to run, like to go on a run. So I go on a run, and they have a greenway in their town now. And I was like, oh, that's pretty modern. That's that's pretty, you know, whatever, up and coming. But to make sure you know it's Wyoming, there was a guy on a horse on the greenway. Not not a bike, not a, no, it was a horse, like in a cowboy movie. And the horse was riding along, and I'm running, and I see it. And I say to the kid who's riding his horse on the greenway, hey, I'll race you. Because, you know, I'm like, I'm a good runner. I'm going to mess you up. Horses are fast. Like, I just thought they had them for looks or because people were fat or lazy before they got the car. They were like, oh, this is my alternative as a horse. No, horses are good at running. I, I don't know if it was the world's fastest horse, but that horse beat me, like, really well. We ran, like, 100 yards. And I'd run, like, a mile or two before I got there, so maybe that's part of it. But that horse knew how to run. So that happened, and... Then I finally caught up with the kid later when the horse was just trotting. I was like, wow, that, that horse is really fast. And he didn't say anything. He just kind of looked at me like, oh, you're, you're something else. So that's my final animal story that sort of involves children. I hope that you're safe. I hope that you're well. Please try your best to take care of the animals and children in your life. And uh, have a good day. You're going to get through this.